I was working out earlier today in between when I did my radio show and recording this podcast. I was working out and there was a TV, one of many TVs that was on. I was riding a stationary bike. And I look up and there's an episode of Gunsmoke on the TV closest to me. And I'm watching this. It's closed caption. I, I, I can't really tell what's going on. I can read the closed captioning. But I noticed something as I was watching. They are in the West. I know it's a TV series. It's dirty. You either had to bathe in a river or bathe in a tub. It's dirty. It's sweaty. You get messy. And Festus is on, and he's in the middle of this, oh, desert area. And again, I don't know what's going on in the, in the show, but there's another gentleman in there, in this part of the episode. And this guy is worse off than Festus. He, his clothes are ragged. Hair a mess. Obviously, they're... This guy's been living off the land. And I'm watching, and I noticed something. Whoever the dentists were back in those days, they must have been making hundreds of thousand dollars because the guy's a mess, but his teeth are immaculate. Straight as can be. I think Festus his teeth were straight too. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I like to think this podcast is amazing, but I leave those opinions up to you. How are you? I'm Jeff Stritch. This is Strictly Stritch in Time, recording on Friday, March 26th, 2021. Now, you may be listening to this podcast six months from now, but I feel that if I tell you the date, some of the things might be a little more understandable. So I give you the date. Thanks for welcoming me into your computer, your device, wherever you happen to be around the planet Earth. We begin, as we always do. We try to keep it light here. Maybe I'll branch off into a serious subject, but I do. Try to keep things light, entertainment-wise. And when I talk of movies or TV or anything entertainment related, it sometimes can be tragic. This past week, Hollywood lost two fine actors or actor and actress. They were known, they were famous, but they weren't huge huge stars. And I'm sure that was okay with them because they made their mark uh, in cinema and in TV. Jessica Walter passed away at 80. She was known, and this is later in her career, 
for playing the matriarch in Arrested Development. I never really watched that show, so I really don't have, I can't offer up a whole lot of input on that. I know she was booze swelling. It was one of the descriptions that I read here when I was doing research um, for the podcast. And I was trying, her last name was Bluth um, on the show, but the show was critically, critically applauded. Always got great reviews, just never made the mainstream. And she was in that, and I didn't even realize some of the other films that she was in. Now, I do have my phone out as research. I'm not looking at text, but um, she was the female protagonist, the stalker, in the Clint Eastwood film Play Misty for Me. Uh, Recently, in the last 10 or 11 years, she was a voice on the animated show Archer. Uh, she was in, oh boy, going through this, I can, I can go on and on and I can also point out to you that you can look at her IMDB and see exactly what she did. I saw her not too long ago. In fact, it was about a week and a half ago. I didn't see her on the streets, but, um, I like the sitcom, the ABC sitcom, American Housewife, starring Katie Mixon. And in this one episode, I don't know if you're familiar with Wendy Malick. She's been around a while, but Wendy Malick plays Katie Mixon's mother on the show. Well, Jessica Walter was Wendy Malick's stepmother on the show, and she appeared on a computer as if they were talking via Zoom, And I was discussing this with my mom when we were discussing Jessica Walter's passing. And I said, at some point, you begin to notice things as actors and actresses get a little bit older. You might have seen them on something six months before that. And then you see them on something, as I did on this episode of American Housewife, and I thought, You know, I don't know how old she is, and I didn't research at that time, but it looks like she might be showing her age. And that episode, I don't know if she was going to be in any other episodes of American Housewife, but that might be her last TV appearance. She wasn't in for a long time. But check out Jessica Walters' IMDb, and she has plenty of great parts in very, very good films. She is one of those people where you recognize her, you like her work, whatever she's in, but you don't know her name. So I don't need to go over everything that she's been in. Please check it out. Jessica Walter passing away at 80. Also passing away. And this one hits, I don't want to say a little closer to home, but George Siegel passed away at 87. Complications 
from surgery. Now, I realized as I was talking about Jessica Walter, and I said, you know her, she's good in most of the things she plays in, but you don't know her name. George Siegel fits into that category. Movies, TV shows, voices, just a guy who, when you saw him in a film or a TV show, you felt better. You just, you're like, George Siegel is in this episode. It's going to be funny. And it usually was. He did play serious parts. But I'm going to name a few things that he has been in. He was the grandfather in the ABC sitcom The Goldbergs. He's been playing that part since 2013. He was in the sitcom Just Shoot Me, uh, Look Who's Talking, the film. He was in, oh boy, goes back to the late 60s, early 70s. The Owl and the Pussycat with Barbara Streisand. Uh, 1973 film, A Touch of Class. Oh, boy. Again, this is making me making me sad. Um, the Hot Rock. And again, he starred in a lot of TV shows. Check out his IMDb account, profile, whatever it's called. And I, I just, one of those people where I, I just thought, man, George Siegel is in this. I got to watch it. It could have been the worst movie ever made, but if George Siegel was in it, it had to be better. And there are certain actors of higher stature than George Siegel, who I feel the same way about. But um, check out his work. Again, you could see everything he's done on IMDb. George Siegel passing away from complications from surgery. He was 87 years old. Moving on, second bit of interest, and I'm a little befuddled by this, and, and I'm not sure if I missed anything. And you know I talk openly about how big of an idiot I am. Sometimes I even think it, which isn't the same thing as talking, but by definition, I am an idiot. I have a lot of news apps on my phone that give me breaking news on current events, world news, U.S. news, sports, entertainment, technology, politics. And I subscribe to the Cleveland Plain Dealer and I get it home delivered. It's delivered Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. It's a terrible paper, but they have a Friday section it used to be a magazine type. Now it's the same as, yes, there are still such things as newspapers. And I was looking for the review of Kong versus Godzilla. Nothing in the Cleveland Plain Dealer. So I keep forgetting to look at the website, cleveland.com, which it kind of, Everything is the same, pretty much. It's just kind of an online edition of The Plain Dealer. But they cover other things in Cleveland. I didn't see a review 
I thought, okay, forgot to check out Cleveland.com when I was doing my show. But I did pick up my phone and USA Today, which covers entertainment like you wouldn't believe. It's a very good, very good organization for news. But it seems to me the stuff that they cover in entertainment and sports is better than any other news app. And even the day before on some major film, like one of these Star Wars films, these last three, any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, they're viewed a day before, so you could even see the review on Thursday. So I looked on Thursday on the USA Today app, nothing. I looked today, nothing. So as of the time of this recording, of this episode, I don't know what the reviews are for Kong versus Godzilla. I might be watching it later on. I think worst case scenario, I'll be watching at some point over the weekend. The NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments, respectively, are on and they are dominating at least my TV viewing. Um, by the time I think the weekend ends, we'll be down to the, yeah, the final four. Then a couple days after that, the final four for the women. It, it does fly by. There are a lot of games. So I have not seen any review of Kong versus Godzilla. As you know, I've mentioned, I am Team Godzilla all the way. All the way. And I kind of got a gist because I've watched a lot of these films. And these versus movies, even going back to the 70s and 80s, that it's not always, there's not always a winner. They they combine to face off against another foe. I'm thinking that's what happens. And I didn't even realize that some of the things in the trailer, they have what's known as Easter eggs. You know that. I'm just pointing it out to cover my bases. And... They have these Easter eggs. And I'm just so excited to see the trailer. I didn't even look for any Easter eggs. And then I, I'm i going through YouTube, and it says there's some nine-minute video. They're analyzing trailer one, trailer two, and trailer three. And I'm not going to be a spoiler in case you're a fan like I am. I'm not going to say anything about what I read. There weren't any major spoilers in this things you might consider spoilers little teases but if you're a fan of the films you can watch it on your own it's in theaters and streaming and again the reason why i mentioned that i haven't read anything about it is because i'm hoping they didn't switch it change the release dates you know things are not normal in anything so hopefully, the next time that I do my podcast, um, we can talk about that. I'm excited to view it. And, you know, I know that makes me a nerd, a little bit of a kid, but hey, that's okay. I've been called worse. I get called worse, oh, every time I talk to my ex-wife. Hitting the M, I was supposed to tap it lightly. I think I did. Shaggy keeps getting new computers, new equipment. 
for his studio, the production company, and the radio station. And everything is new. And he said, watch the M. So I touched the M. And at some point within the next minute, I'm going to touch it again so he can fade the music out. Today's main topic is, well, the main topic usually, I'll drift into some other tangent, which takes me to another tangent, which then I'll have to come back and remember what I originally was talking about. But today we're going to talk about being a fan or fandom. The Major League Baseball season opens Thursday. And by Thursday, I mean it opens for my team, the Baltimore Orioles, on Thursday, April 1st. Thank goodness, starting on time. Scheduled to play an entire season, knock on wood. Things completely different than last March. We didn't have March Madness. We didn't have St. Patrick's Day celebrations. We didn't have much of anything. Restaurants, bars closing down. Stop, Jeff, stop. That's it. That's the past. This March, things are open. Okay, now sports are not the main, main part of life. Secondary to all this. And I do mean very, very secondary. But we have the NCAA March Madness. Theaters opening up. Restaurants open. And of course, the vaccinations. I like to think this nightmare... The mask mandate being dropped here in Ohio. I'd like to think the end of April. That might be a little premature. I've heard some things at the end of May. And, you know, being out in public with it on, I'm used to it. It probably will take me a couple days to get used to not wearing it. But we have made big, big strides since last year. So we're just going to focus on what's going on in the present going forward. Major League Baseball starts, and I'm an athlete, and I'm and I'm a sports guy. But if I were to date you or talk to you for a while, I that doesn't define me. I'm an English major. I'm oh boy, this is going to sound bad. In English major, I published um, in some short stories, some poems, some articles that I've written, um, been in broadcasting, but I kind of put that in the back burner. And I dated a woman for a while, and we had a lot in common. That's one of the reasons why you date somebody. It could be good coitus, but you date somebody because you get to know them and you like spending time with them. And this woman knew a little bit about me, but I'm talking four years into the relationship. And she turned to me and said, do you know you never mentioned anything about being an athlete when you were growing up in middle school, in high school, playing basketball in college? And I kind of said, I'll talk about it. If you ask and want to know about it, that's fine. But there's more to me than being an athlete. 
and sports. I like to think that. I hope other people do. So, like sports, like athletics. Was an athlete a long time ago. And I'm a big fan. I take pride in my teams. Now, this isn't going to be about my teams. Um, I will point out that, and I'm going to go over this because this is what the line of questioning is. I'm a fan of the Baltimore Orioles. All I wear is black and orange and Orioles shirts. People say, are you from Baltimore? My reply, no. And I may have touched upon this like 15 episodes ago. And they'll say, "Are you? do you live in Cleveland? Are you from Cleveland? I said, yes. <laughs> Why are you a fan? Well, I've been a fan since I was five. I kind of adopted the area. I'm an Orioles fan. Uh, NBA basketball, I'm a Washington Wizards fan. Growing up, they were the bullets, the violet connotation, for many reasons, was dropped. I'm a Washington Capitals hockey fan. I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. They originally were in Baltimore. And I went to the University of Maryland. So you see the general area that I kind of adopted And those are my teams. And I wear the Orioles garb not to look different because I wear them in pride. I I dress, I'm not the greatest dresser. I could look good when I want to look good, but casual, comfortable. I'm in broadcasting. I'm in a studio by myself. I don't think I need to wear a tux when I do the podcast. These other guys, they don't want to see me in a tux. They prefer that, you know, I have a bag over my head. I dress for comfort. And then, you know, when I do dress up, I, you know, I do look good. But being a fan is an interesting animal. And I'm going to talk about it from my standpoint. And when we go over things that I say, if I don't say female or anything else, any other description, LBGTQ, it's because I'm just covering my bases. I'm putting that in here. Being a fan is interesting. And I've learned, and I'm going to include this with dating, that when you date somebody, if they tell you they are a fan of sports, men like to say things so a woman is interested. Where they work, the amount of money they make, the kind of car they drive, you know, Things in the nether regions that might be, oh, better than average. But women know sports. And if they really like sports, they'll let you know that right off the bat. If they really, really do. Because they'll say something. They'll throw out a stat. Throw out something about their favorite team. Or something that's going on. Something topical. And you're like, wow, looks, brains, and she knows sports. That's usually the direction I go. And if I ever met a a woman outside of Baltimore, of course, who's an Orioles fan, I would be very excited. I have run into them. I have not spoken to them for a long period of time. In fact, I think I know where one is, not by stalking, 
Um, I think she's a bartender at a restaurant I went into, but I can't even remember the restaurant. But women will say they are fans. If they are, you can tell. If they're not, you can tell. I met somebody, they said, big football fan, big pro football fan. Sundays roll around. After dating for a while, I'm getting chastised for, well, trying to find my Colts on TV, but watching the Cleveland Browns, the local NFL team. They are very, very good now. They will be a playoff team next year, maybe even a Super Bowl team. Not a winner. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they are very, very good. And this woman began to rail against what I was watching on Sundays. And I said, aren't you a Browns fan? And she said, the Browns are terrible. They suck. So I said, one of the things you told me when we first met was you're a big football fan, a big Browns fan. And she says, oh, that's when they were good. And I said, okay. So you jump on and off the bandwagon. I don't watch them if they stink. Well, over the last, well, this past year, the Browns had a great year. Made the playoffs, won a game, um, took the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs down to the wire. The Browns recently, just a couple days ago, made three, at least three free agent signings that will bolster the team next year. But during this run the Browns had, All I heard was, are the Browns on? What's the score? And I said, what are you doing? You don't like football. You don't like the Browns. That's when they were bad. So people jump on and off the bandwagon. It's not just women. I'm just pointing out that women use that to entice a man. There are other ways to entice men. But being able to sit with a guy watch a game in a living room. It's usually where I watch them. I'm not big on going out somewhere. It's just like a guy watching something that the woman enjoys. But being a fan is interesting because I take this example because my Orioles have been terrible for about seven years now. But you never jump off the bandwagon. You take the good with the bad. If I wear the clothing all the time and they're doing well, people will point it out to me. Even if I don't live in Baltimore. Now, if they're doing bad, the Orioles, and I'm not in Baltimore, I'm surrounded by a bunch of idiots here in Cleveland who are, hold on, I've been around in places where the majority of the people are knowledgeable sports fans. I know a lot of people who are very, very, very knowledgeable, but not everybody. And you can tell that when you go to a professional sports event, be it a you know, baseball, football, basketball, hockey. You can tell if somebody knows what they're talking about. But to be stick with the team. When you're getting crap said to you, that that shows you are a true fan. Don't jump on and off the bandwagon. Take the good with the bad. Maybe I've mentioned this before, 
But I get little jabs. Sometimes younger people, you'd be surprised. Sometimes people older than me, when I'm at the gym, they'll make a comment. They stink. The Orioles do. Well, over the years, I have learned how to shut somebody up or make them stop talking. And it's very, very simple. You can use it in this area or anywhere. Not everybody in Cleveland, yours, you know, truly, present company included, is a fan of the local sports teams in Cleveland. So if somebody rips on my Orioles, I will say, are you an Indians fan? They'll say yes. And the Indians usually are, are, they've been a solid team for the last 20 years, better than my Orioles. But I'll ask this gentleman, are you an Indians fan? And he'll say yes, very proudly. And I'll say, I've won three World Series in my lifetime. How many of you won? Then I'll pause for a second and then I'll say, I'll wait. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I've won three in my lifetime, 66, 70, and 83. Indians fans have been waiting a long time. 1948 was the last year. Well, I do need to point that out, not because I'm trying to be a dick, but if you're going to feed me something and act like a dick, well, you know what? And sometimes you got to be a dick. (laughs) Maybe uncomfortable for the moment, but I get my point across. But it takes a lot to be a fan. You take a lot of crap, especially if you're a fan and you live in another city. I spent time in Milwaukee. Two years in Wisconsin. I went through the same crap. It doesn't matter. I had to deal with fans of the Green Bay Packers, Milwaukee Brewers, oh, geez, I can't even, Milwaukee Bucks, the University of Wisconsin. So you learn to deal with it. Now, friends of mine, I mentioned them in an earlier podcast that they were there when I moved from Willowick, Ohio to Solon. A family of seven kids. I was like one of them, and they were good friends of my family also. The oldest, was he the oldest in the family? Yeah, the oldest. Um, Had a good relationship with him, with everybody. Lived with him, rented a house. As friends, not that there's anything wrong with any other way. And... He would make these little jabs, and I use these now. He would say things, whether he was deliberately trying to get under my skin, but I'm pretty low-key. Patient. If if I get rattled, then usually I'm rattled. But I would do stuff, and I would be, he would offer me something. I don't eat meat. It might be something steak-related. It could be something, some other kind of food, and he'd say, do you want this, a taste? And I'd say no. And he'd say, are you afraid? Being afraid (laughs) has nothing to do with not wanting. 
not wanting to try something. It's amazing. Well, the funny thing is I'll always remember that, and I've used that when my daughter was growing up. Now she uses that. (laughs) So things do go down the line. But he would do other stuff. He would watch me eat. Why do you eat so much peanut butter? Stupid stuff like that. Well, one day out of the blue, and this is like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. He said to me, you know, you wear. Yes, I was wearing Orioles colors. It's not the same clothes as now. Usually things I wear are black and orange, even if they're not Orioles apparel. And he says to me, you wear that to be different. And I said, well, I live in Cleveland, and I'm an Orioles fan. If I wear this, I'm going to be different. And he says, no. You wear that to be different, to have people look at you. I said, Jim, you've known me, you know, most of our lives. You're about eight years older than I am or six years older than I am. But I've always worn these type of clothes. This is 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I was about 32. 30. And he said I wore these clothes to stand out. I dress like a kid. I'm 30. I said, do you, do you know how many guys then who were older than me who will wear Cleveland Browns attire, Ohio State football attire, every day of the week, head to toe, coat in the fall, hat, sweatshirt, anything. But I was considered weird. Because I did that. And again, this is 30 years ago. I know I keep changing the years. I said 25 to 20 to 25 to 30. Yeah, I do that every now and then. Like now. So I put him in his place. And I simply pointed out that there are people who are dressed. Who are older than me. People dress that way now. I'm 55. People still wear that attire. I do too. I wear it proudly. So being a fan, it's a big deal. If you Don't jump on and off the bandwagon. Ladies, if you're a fan, you do the same thing. You put up, you don't watch a football game once. Get into a serious relationship and then explain to somebody, hey, I'm not really a football fan. I want to do other things because you know what happens when they don't want to watch? If it's a nice Sunday, they'll want to do something yard work related or go somewhere. And there are certain things you can only do on weekends. Some stores may only be open on Saturday or Sunday. Football is normally played on a regular basis. Things have changed. Sunday, Monday, Thursday, some Saturday games. (laughs) Yeah, it's really changed back when it was just Sunday and then Monday night, anything to make money. 
and this new TV contract, they're, they're making billions of dollars. But then you get pulled away from it, and you have to go somewhere. And then you end up, if you have the ability to have satellite radio on your phone where they cover every NFL game, you listen. And then you get yelled at for listening. Well, you point out you wouldn't have to listen to it if you were watching it. And they were doing these shopping errands by themselves. Now, that's, you know, that's a pretty basic thing. Well, if the woman is not a fan, here's what else happens. This has happened to me many times. If you watch at a football game or any sporting event, since we're not just talking football, if you're watching in a separate room, this has happened to me before, and the, and the female will come down. And she'll sit and watch for two seconds. She sat and watched. There was a commercial of the football game. She grabbed the remote, would find something else to watch, and then not give me back the remote, not take it back to the football game. That would tick me off. I'd have to watch the rest of the game at a smaller TV and usually pissed off, and I was more pissed off if my team was losing. That's just rude. That (laughs) didn't happen two times, three times, six times, seven times. That's just an annoying trait. But to be a fan, you really have to be a fan. If you're in a couple and you don't like the same team, And I've seen little documentaries about these. And by little, maybe short, what is it, vignettes? Little short story type films. Where they will analyze, interview, the relationship between, and again, this is just an example, a couple, they're married. One may be from Michigan. They're a University of Michigan fan. One might be from Ohio, an Ohio State university fan if you are unaware it's one of the biggest rivalries in college football probably in all the other things the sporting events that um, the athletic events that they have and they go over how difficult it is to do that to have a kind of relationship and it would be I've never been in a relationship like that with somebody who is a big, big fan. But it's really difficult when you're a fan and you don't want the team to win. Now, I have to use the example. I'm talking way too much about the Browns. I apologize, but Browns won their first playoff game. This place goes nuts. I've mentioned this before. If they ever make it to the Super Bowl, there will be an earthquake. So, When they played Kansas City, I didn't want to watch the game. So I went out and ran some errands. And when the Browns had won the first playoff game when they'd beaten Pittsburgh, people were blowing fireworks off. Beeping. Just for a playoff win. It's a big deal. They haven't won a playoff game in a while. And during this Kansas City game when I was out, I heard fireworks. Wasn't paying that much attention, but I heard fireworks. I look up, and I go, wow, that's interesting, the colors. Didn't even realize till later on that 
there are a couple of the Chiefs players who are from the Cleveland area. The fireworks that were blown off because the Chiefs won were from Chiefs fans in the Cleveland area mocking the Browns. <laughs> but most of the time when there's a big event, um, when you're living local and you got to deal with the fact that the Indians are better than the Orioles, but they choke in Game 7s, blowing 3-1 to one leads. And, you know, it's hard not to chuckle at those things because people give you crap right before it. If you're going to be a fan and you're going to spout off when a team is making a run in the playoffs, well, then you know what? You got, I said it before. You got to take the good with the bad. You're going to get it back. <laughs> if you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to take it. But a relationship, when you're a sports watcher and the other individual isn't, that's a problem. More so than dating someone or being married to somebody who is a fan of a different team. Because at least you're watching the game. At least you don't get pulled away for some stupid reason. So as the baseball season begins, we're already into the NBA seasons and the NHL seasons. They were stopped at this time last year, too. If you're going to be a fan, stick to being a fan. Don't jump on and off the bandwagon. Wear the clothing at all times. Don't just, you know, when things are going well, don't learn all the players' names. Learn them while they're learning while they're doing badly. So that's my little take. I, I could go on and on. But I feel like you get the general idea that if you're in a relationship, first of all, you got to be smart enough to date somebody who knows sports. One of the things they have in common, I should say. <laughs> That's important. Hitting the M, the last topic I'm going to talk about. Again, I talk about personal things. I'm an idiot. I talk about these things. I let you into my life. Stupid things, you know, how small my brain is, how small my nether regions are. And there are things that happen in cars when I'm driving or riding bikes that I pass along to you. Well, it gives me great pleasure to make an announcement. After 45 years of cutting grass, doing landscaping, I'm hanging up the lawnmower, or in this case, selling the lawnmower have the ability to get a landscaping company. Even though I have less backyard because the pool is being built, not completed, hopefully it will be built before summer ends this year. Don't even get me started about the pool guy. But I finally came to the conclusion that I'm 55 years old. I've been cutting grass for 45 years. Not in rain, but when it gets really, really hot. So I hired a landscaping crew. Hanging up the lawnmower. Selling the lawnmower to my neighbor across the street. An idiot, but he's actually turning out to be um, a pretty good guy. He offered to buy it. So that takes away from having to do all that. That's a lot of time. 
cutting the grass, doing the landscaping. That's, that's shit work. If you like to do that, more power to you. I personally don't. I don't like to weed. I don't like to do any number of things that involve yard work. Most of the time, I cut the grass. No moss. But as you know, because I'm building a pool, I probably will be the one to clean the pool. I don't know anything about that. Maybe I'll hire somebody to clean it every now and then, but I'll probably end up being the one to clean the pool. So I win and I lose. I guess I come out even Steven. But at least you don't have to hear me complain anymore about cutting the grass. It sucks. It's almost as much as the Dave Matthews. No, actually, no. No, the Dave Matthews band sucks more than having to cut the grass. In 90-degree heat, people laugh at you. I didn't wear a shirt when I was cutting the grass, people, because I was hot. My, I don't look like Brad Pitt or Brad Pitt's brother. I am what I am, but I'm hot. I'm taking off my shirt. Why? Because if I'm going to sweat and my shirt is dry, at least when I wipe my brow, I know the shirt's going to be wet, but it's better than leaving my shirt on and be drenched in sweat then trying to wipe my face off. Yeah, uh-huh. Not just a hat rack. I'm pointing at my head. So, yeah, I go over the story again. I mentioned about the woman, the neighbor saying that. And I will have a fence. So if I'm going to go swimming in the buff, nude, naked, she can't. She doesn't want to see it, but, you know, she can't see it anyway unless she comes up. Well, the fence is going to be a little bit more than five feet. Though my dog, little Shih Tzu, ran over to her house today. And I got to tell you, I don't remember if that woman was heavier. But she's not anymore. She looks... Very, very, very good. My little Shih Tzu always runs over, always runs to anybody. So I don't think the woman cares for me that much, which most women don't care for me. But got a look, up close look at her, and and she is hot. So retiring from lawn cutting, unless I'm asked, and that will only be just a cameo. You see, when you retire for something and you you're on briefly then it's then it's just a cameo wrapping it up here hitting the m one more time shaggy's hitting the outro music he knows what to do i like to thank shaggy and cbw productions for the work that they do on this podcast and the other podcast he has a website cbwproductioncompany.com you can listen to the podcast on there You can also listen to his radio station, CBW Radio, off of the CBWProductionCompany.com website. So you can listen. You can listen to me 6 a.m. to noon, Monday through Fridays. It's format-free music. It's uncensored. It's explicit. I get to say bad words like poop, vomit. No, 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 no. I, you know, I this is uncensored, too. I get to say, shit, damn, fuck, motherfucker. Um, I know my mom doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'll be okay. So the music we play is, in its entirety, the majority of the stuff. If we can find it, if it's explicit, we're going to play those versions. Check it out. It's on 24-7, 365. Also... 
You can check me out. I'm the background player of the podcast Mikes and Men. Sean B., he's the host. We dropped the of, so it's Mikes and Men. There are old episodes you can find on the website. We just started season two. It's great fun. I'm about to record it in about 20 minutes, and then you can listen to it on the Facebook page, Mikes and Men, or, again, off cbwproductioncompany.com. You can listen to this podcast on, here we go, I wrote it down, Shaggy has it up on the computer, Anchor, Spotify Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iTunes. So you have a lot of opportunities, a lot of social media platforms to listen to this show. The next time you hear my voice will be the next time you listen to this podcast, unless you listen to me on the radio. It's been a blast. It always is. I'm Jeff Stritch. This has been Strictly Stritch in time. Be safe. Be happy. Be proud. And oh, yeah, the baseball season begins with pride. Go Orioles. Woohoo!